When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to the TTM Sports Show with me, James Hounsell. And me, James Harrison. And we're really going to be going through a little bit of the last 16 ties at the Euros. Obviously, one big one in particular. And also previewing the quarterfinals, which are, of course culminates on Saturday night with England taking on the Ukraine in Rome. James, yeah. kick it off for me. Talk to me about last night. Um, incredible. Um, to be totally honest with you, I was watching the match. Uh, I was just expecting a Germany goal. I thought the first ten minutes England would didn't even turn up for the first ten minutes, and I I was worried that we were going to have the Scotland effect. I worry. I was worrying that uh, we were being swallowed under the pressure. However, as soon as we started to get into the game, we I think the players realised that this German team wasn't all that it was potentially cracked up to be. They'd struggled against France. They'd struggled against Hungary. And true enough, they'd struggled again against us. Um, as soon as the first goal went in, you know, incidentally, which was when Grealish came on, um, you could then argue that from there I, I remained quiet. Um, as soon as Sterling got the goal, I celebrated mild no I was ecstatic however yeah, I sat you down must have been, you must have been. I, I, I sat down quickly and the reason why I sat down <laughs> quickly is because I was worried about a potential VAR check um, as soon as there was no even hint of a VAR check uh, from there um, I yeah I was very happy and then uh, I, was, I was watching it with you know with, with, with David who's been on numerous podcasts with us in the past um, while he was ecstatic and roaring I was just very quiet just saying to myself and out loud just just relax just wait 
just wait. Let's just get through. You never know what could happen. From there, Mr. Muller decides to break the lines. He he broke the English line, and the German was through on the English defensive outpost, and unluckily for him, he put it wide. From there, I thought, this is our day. Um, this is absolutely our day. And when Harry Kane scored, um, I, I, I thought it was excellent. Again, with VAR, it sort of took a bit of gloss off the initial celebration for me is because I was worried that, that something was going to be ruled out for VAR. But you, just, you just never know now, do you? You never know. You can't celebrate properly. And I think it's a shame. So, I mean, I I just, you know, was just in delirium when that golfer came, went in. I was shouted that loud um, in the studio, obviously, where I'm recording my bit from now. I heard a loud hissing noise. Um, it was literally just like a tss- and it kept going like that and I was looking around the place no hissing noise it was my ears it was my ears for how loud uh, I was shouting and you know when you look at England as a whole you have to turn around and say well look no goals conceded um, it's excellent I, I still feel uh, I'm, I'm, I'm caught in 50-50 because half of me saying it's quite obvious what needs to happen and I think every fan was vindicated as soon as the attacking substitution happens we then go and score twice however who are we to argue? We're sat in the quarterfinals of the Euros and not conceded a goal. Mm. Now, I happen to agree with Southgate 100%. I think he yeah. got it absolutely spot on. He matched them up. He stifled them. I mean, can you remember the, Can you remember Kimmich or Goosens ever really getting to the byline, ever really getting around the back, ever, you know? I, I think he completely... He, he did a number on him. And then when the time was right, when the game was going a little bit flat, he introduced Jack Grealish. The crowd was up. I think, you know, if you started Grealish yesterday, he might not have had that impact because he came off the bench and Saka worked really hard for the team. Um, I like that guy, Saka. I think he, I think he does great work. Um, and then, and then you bring on Grealish and there's your, there's your sort of, um, there's your Hollywood superstar really uh, to come on and, and, and do the business for us. And, uh, I just want to get this out of the way now because uh, I've been waiting to get this out of the way for <laughs> for two and a half weeks now. But Harry Kane, I mean, he's taken so much stick. I don't really know why. It just hasn't really clicked for him. But I'm sorry, but he was he was fantastic last night and, and he deserves his goal. And, and he's vindicated. Southgate backed him. You know, when people, people were actually saying that he shouldn't start, yeah, um, I didn't go that far, but no, I, I, I heard close. those calls. I, no, I thought about it, don't get me mm. wrong, because I thought he looked a pale shadow of himself in the games leading up to it. And when you're at a major tournament, remember, as Ellie Heinzer, the Faroe Islands manager, told us, he went to the uh, under-21 tournament and the same thing happened. However, he's a captain of the country, and I was saying all the way through the match, look, he's the sort of player you've just got to... I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to put it out there. I think he has been poor. But I'm not. It's very difficult to say the player's been poor when he scored the goal to take us through. It's very difficult. And as a football man, surely you can understand where I'm coming from. I'm not on the, uh, you know, dead against Harry Kane. He can't play. He mustn't play. He has to play. Everybody knows it. We're not stupid. But you have to admit, he's looks slow, sluggish. Just it doesn't look himself. However, you have to play him. You know, anybody yeah. that was saying you've got to take him off is ridiculous. And I think I've been vindicated in saying this because he was substituted in all three of the games beforehand. Um, yeah, so- uh, but, he, you know, we left him on last night. And it, when he went down and, and, and Rashford was warming up, I thought, ah, oh, he's going to bring him off. I actually 
genuinely thought he was going to yeah. bring him off, but he left him on. And, and I'm sorry, but if you're an England fan and when Grealish crosses that ball, there's only one man you want on the end of it. Yeah, Sterling. No, I'm joking. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Harry Kane, talking 100%. Of, talking yeah. of Sterling, how good has he been, by the way? I thought he was. Um, I thought he was excellent. He's just popping up in the right places and getting the goals. He looks to have a little bit of spark about him. Sometimes his decision making can let him down a little bit. Some of those attacks could be converted think, into goals, but he looks yeah. assured, confident. Um, I think he's I think been he the best player mature. for England. He yeah, the best. He looks like he's willing to take that pressure on his shoulders. He looks like he's going to stand up and be counted. He looks like he's going. To, he, he wants to be the man. He wants to say, "Look, I'm. I'm the man. I'm. I'm going to take you." through where you need to be and i'm i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be the man when it matters and and you've got to say fair play to him he's, he's another one that's taken so much stick from the press over the years so much stick at club level he was written off at the back end of the season everyone was saying he shouldn't have started the champions league final maybe that's true um you've got to say fair play to him he's been he's been excellent yeah absolutely i think um he's been wonderful he's he's done well he's a big man around the camp he's actually england's top goal top goal scorer over the past year more goals than kane um, really? I think that I think that's been reflected at the Euros as well. For me, it's Kane and Sterling and who, uh, really, yeah, if, if I'm agree. honest with you. It's, uh, and, and then I'm quite happy with uh, whoever he puts in on, mm. on, on the right side there. Um, for me, it would be a toss-up between Saka, Sancho and Foden. Um, the not next match, uh Not coming in from the right. Um, I think no, he no, has no, to yeah, come in from the left. Um, yeah, and I, I hope he doesn't start Mount. I'm quite happy with the two settled in midfield because in the group stages, yeah, absolutely, there was a clamour to see some attacking football because obviously it wasn't knockout football. But now you're in knockout football, you can't take the chances. Whether that he's just building a team relationship and building the chemistry as he goes through the group stages to play with those two holders, it may have been a chemistry ploy. It may have been, let's get some continuity. Um, let's get the confidence up. And, you know, technically we've been playing pretty much knockout football since the Scotland result anyway um you know i know officially we were through against czech republic however you know this country, the group. yeah of course and i think um you know for me uh pickford has been outstanding the ian polter yeah. uh of I, i've said this on the previous podcast yeah, yeah. He, he is the ian polter uh, of the england team uh, when it really matters on the international stage he turns up and does the job absolutely i think uh only one potential question mark they were talking about um Luke Shaw, was he playing well? I thought the first half he wasn't very good. Um, he, he did what he had to do. And to say he wasn't very good is very, very harsh. And we've just beaten Germany for the first time in a competitive international for 55 years at Wembley. Um, but the second half he was excellent. Look, I'm trying to nitpick and, and look at any negative. It's difficult. We've played really is, well. James, I'm proud of him. There aren't, yeah, there, there aren't really any negatives at this point. And it's it's very strange as an I England think it's fan unusual. A major tournament. Yeah, exactly. We, we almost don't know how to deal with this situation because yes. when we got to the, you know, we got to the quarters of the World Cup and it was like, Semis. well, yeah, but, but, but at the same point, we were sort of like, well, we haven't really beaten anyone yet. Like we Italy? Yeah. We haven't really, you know, we haven't really exploded yet. Although we did we obviously put the six goals past Panama, but, but anyone would have done that. So we were sort of there. We were sort of thinking, oh, Christ, how the hell have we made it here? Whereas this time it feels different. We've actually, we've been comfortable in the group. We haven't conceded a goal. We were, we were, we were pretty comfortable yesterday. And, 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 and it's so weird to be able to say that. So I actually think we're in great shape. Um, we haven't sustained any real injuries yet. Um, we're not, you know, the squad's not looking stretched. It's looking fresh. 
Um, yeah, that's that's one thing. Maybe maybe it was a ploy of, uh, for instance, we, we we started slow in the tournament to do just enough to get the victory and go back into our shell to conserve energy. Now, uh, I, I had the right time. Yeah, exactly. And it is, you know, for, for age old football enthusiasts, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's what you expect us to peak at the right time. I think Harry Kane, of course he stars. I mean, you've got to be an absolute idiot to, to, to not start him. The clamour on Facebook for all of a sudden football experts that say nothing for 364 days of the year. And as soon as we're in a massive match, they come out and start saying Kane's got to come off. He's awful. And I'm thinking, well, where have you been? Well, yeah. Where have you been? Um, the reality is anybody who knows football knows he's got to stay on. Now, for instance, if Germany were 1-0 up and 75 minutes are gone and Kane isn't doing it and he has continued to be looking sluggish and slow and lethargic, of course you'd take him off. That's what Gareth did in the other games. He has to because yeah. his players are ready to take his place. However, however, after 75 minutes, we were 1-0 up and won the ascendancy. Grealish was on. It was probably right to keep him on. He's the captain of the team. So, you know, enough about Harry Kane. My position's clear. I think he's got to stay on. He has to play. However, it's the same for any England player. If you're looking slow, lethargic and sort of out of touch with the game at hand, you come off. It's as simple as that. And I don't care who supports Harry Kane or whatever. I'm just saying it as it is from a neutral on Harry Kane. You know, uh, it's as simple as that. Yeah, no, t totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree. So more on England later when we preview the quarters. But um, just off the back of the last 16, James, who, who who's impressed you the most now? I mean, uh, I'm Switzerland. Yeah, Swiss. I thought Switzerland Denmark. Were excellent the other night. Yeah, Denmark looking. Obviously, they're both. Uh, the, sorry, Denmark are our side of the draw. Italy. Um, I think Italy. Uh, I did say this on the last. I did say this on the on the radio show in the last podcast. Italy. I think we saw now that they. A lot of people said that Italy haven't had a test. They haven't been tested yet. Now they've been tested now, and they've come through it. So that's going to yeah, give them they, a, ma they, yeah, a massive but, but, lift now. But they haven't been tested against a bona fide European heavyweight. And, uh, yeah, no, which look, is true. Uh, you know, is, is what's happening to Italy, what happened to England, let's say, for instance, at the World Cup. Mm. You know, it, it's all swings and roundabouts. <laughs> I mean, Italy in the next round do have a big game. Yeah, that, that's that's a huge one, which we'll touch on in a sec. But um, yeah, but for me, uh, no, Italy. I, I thought they were expected to go through, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. If Arnautovic goal is rightly given, um, you will then start to see that. Well, would Italy have indeed been another one of Europe's top heavyweights to fall? However, it hasn't panned out that way. They're in the next round. Uh, Spain, uh, I thought were yeah, very Spain, good think, actually. Uh, yeah, two, they, but they concede. Um, but they concede. They do concede. Their their defense looks a bit shaky. But um, you talk about peaking at the right time. I think. Spain, you would certainly say that about them as well. Um, stumbled through the group a little bit, uh, but blitz, blitzed uh, Slovakia in the last game. And, and really, uh, you know, it was a topsy-turvy game, but I think they were probably in control of that Croatia game for a lot of it. And I think it just shows, like you say, they concede a lot of goals. They do look a bit frail at the back. Um, you know, that's not a partnership which has been, you know, together for a long time. He changed up the centre-backs. He dropped Pau Torres. He brought, had to bring him on. Um uh, what's the Man City guy? Oh, what's his name? Garcia. Uh, well, he, he he doesn't look all that. And um, Laporte as well. No, Laporte. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's only played two warm-up games and then this tournament for Spain. So, you know, you compare that to our defence that has played, you know, two and a half years together. Yeah, it's night and day, give, isn't give it? Or, give or take. You know, it makes a huge difference at this stage of the highest level of international football. The one person I do feel sorry for is Mr. Joe Gomez. Um, 
for me, would have been guaranteed to be starting in that England defence with more pace I, and power. I don't know, mate, because obviously John, John Stones has always been the guy, that Southgate's go-to guy. But, but um, It would be John a three, St- wouldn't it? He would take the place of Walker. Do you think so? Because I think Walker's yeah. been, been well, he, brilliant. Yeah, of course, yeah, he, of course he's been brilliant and excellent. But when Gomez was fit and playing, he was playing very, very well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, but, but he, he would certainly be in the squad for sure. And he'd definitely be an option. Um, I would I would have um, Joe Gomez, a fit Joe Gomez over Tyra Mings any day of the week, whether yeah. he's left footed or not. Um, you know, that's that's a no brainer for me. But yeah, again, it's another option. He'll be he'll be back as well sooner than sooner rather than later. So that's another option. You know, we just got so many options. Yeah, I mean, so if you ask me who's impressing me the most, you, well, you have to turn around and say, well, Denmark, I, I've been very happy with. Of course, Denmark are playing well, but, you know, it was a Wales team that wasn't a team of 2016. I thought Gareth Bale's heads elsewhere. He's thinking about I mean, the last I mean, contract. Yeah. £650,000 a week at Real Madrid. I think he's now looking to, you know, another move to potentially to China or somewhere like that to top up his bank balance. He wasn't interested. Says he was, but he wasn't. Um, for me, it was uh, Switzerland. And the reason why, they've knocked out the world champion. So for me, they're yeah, the team of the round of 16. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you there, James. I think they were, again, plucky. Um, it just goes to show that hard work, organisation and discipline is, you know, are the things in international football that, that will always get you through. You know, France, very disappointing. They only really played for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, if it's not for Hugo, again, then they're even even more trouble. I think they're, they're very disappointing. If you're, if you're, in France at the moment, it's back to the drawing board as far as I'm concerned. You know, they brought Rabio back in. I don't think he really impressed in this tournament. You know, you I think, think about someone France, like there's someone like France, Tolisso, just get rid of Deschamps, home. so the cycle's over. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's exactly that. Bring in Zidane. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely going to happen. I think we'll see that happen probably in the next month. Um, certainly in time for the next round of qualifiers, which I think will be in September. Um, but anyway. Moving on to the quarters, because everyone is yes. out now. They're, they're done and dusted. We don't need to worry about them anymore. We don't even need to worry about Germany, because they are going home. Where they they are. are. So, you know, we're not going to worry about any of these teams for at least uh, about 15 months when uh, when everything yeah. kicks off again. But uh, when no, we're back it's, at the World Cup. But, um, so, yes. quarterfinal-wise, so we, we kick off then Switzerland against Spain. Spain. Uh, real clash of styles there. Real clash of styles. But if you're Switzerland, you're going into that game thinking, right, We've got to the quarters. We've got absolutely nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Why Dangerous. don't we just go for it? And your man, James, you you uh, you singled him out on an earlier po- on an earlier podcast. Um, Brilliant Bolo. Yeah. He was he was unreal on um, against France. He, they couldn't handle him. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Bolo. When I mentioned it last time, not yourself, but many listeners would have go, "You can't be serious." They probably laughed at me. Well, I have to say. They're not laughing now, are they? No, but I mean, as soon as you said that, I forget. Yeah, I mean, uh, Breland Bowler's been around the block for probably, this is probably like the third tournament we've seen him at, Breland Bowler, when he comes with a big reputation, highly rated youngster. He, he's had a few moves. He hasn't really ever found a home in Germany, whatever he has always been in Germany. Um, he's at Mönchengladbach now on a good side there. So I think, yeah, yeah, fair play. Good Chaka. Re- really good call from you, Xhaka. I've never seen him play so well. Shakiri, um, <laughs> always a man for the big stage. Shakiri's does a good job. They're defensively sound. Um, Which guess, got, let's they, not forget, they missed a penalty in normal time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they've got a centre forward that looks like he's up for it. Uh, Seferovic, who, again, is another player who's had his critics. You know, we've seen him in major tournaments before, come for big grab, scored a lot of goals in Portugal, never really done it on the international stage. I think he finally showed up. 
Um, what do you two. think? Because Spain have scored 10 goals in two games. I it's a tricky one. So. My incident head says Spain go through. Yeah. But this tournament is a tournament like no other. It is. Now, for me, Spain, you think, I, you look at their squad, I think they've got a lot more in the tank than you realise. I know we've spoken about the problems in defence, but that midfield um, is as good as anything left in a tournament, if not the best. Um, yeah. When you think about Thiago, can't even get into that midfield. Um, at the moment, Busquets is back in there. It says a lot. Koke, I think, Koke is a brilliant player. Uh, goes under the radar a lot. In yeah, this he country does because because it's all Barcelona, Real Madrid, and and everything else. He goes under the radar a lot, but that that guy's been churning out consistent displays in La Liga probably for the last six or seven years. Um, so don't underestimate. So what's your take on it? What's your score prediction? I think Spain are going through there, and I think I think they'll probably go through in normal time. I think Switzerland two one just run out of beans. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a, a plucky display, but I think Spain. Are, yeah, I think two one to Spain is fair. So that sets up the semi final of that puts Spain in the semis. Um, Belgium, Italy. That is the well, it's the tied around, isn't it? Belgium, Italy. That one. I think Italy have got more in the tank. I think Belgium is starting to feel the effects of a grueling campaign we spoke yeah, about I, it last time the group they were in the the match that they've just gone through as well against portugal it could look it's twofold isn't it one you could look at it it's grueling they could be finding it very difficult physically and mentally yeah so Be- belgium um they were in an easy group they've come through that game like uh like you were saying james that that's a grueling game of portugal uh in the heat in seville as well uh injuries starting to just starting to creep in, you know. There's no Vertonghen. How many aging back can, line? How many times can you wheel out Thomas Vermaelen for one last go um, without getting getting undone? Uh, Munier, um, I think he's probably two years past his best. Oliveirald, yep. okay, fair enough, but he needs a bit of pace alongside him. And, and is Jason Denier really the guy? No, he's uh, not. I hope we don't get him in the final because England's record against uh, Belgium's awful. Yeah. But a lot of football to be played between then and then. So. Yeah, there is. So Belgium as well. You got De Bruyne um, is looking like he's struggling. Hazard, are they going to get another couple of games out of him at, at, at a decent level? I think. I think his brother's playing better. Yeah, he is. Falcon's been actually very good, but I don't. I don't think that 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 side is particularly well balanced with him as the left wing back, and then Munier as the right wing back. It just doesn't have the right balance to it for me. Um. So I think I think Italy might actually surprise us all. Um, but, I'm not sure where that game's being played, but, James, you know? Um, yeah, I can find out for you while we keep talking on air. You talk about Italy and you talk about Belgium. This could be the first match that uh, Italy actually have to play someone. So, yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, it's, a, it's a toughie. It's a real, real, real toughie. It's at the Allianz Arena in, uh, oh, okay, in Germany. Yeah. So, so no plenty home of fans. No, I mean, it'd be more of a home match for Belgium, you'd probably say. But then again, yeah. Munich towards the south of Germany. So it's probably actually in between the two, isn't it? Yeah. Geographically. Yeah, so I think that that is a, I think it's a real 50-50. And I think that could be one that maybe, maybe might go all the way. Yeah, and then it's over to, um, well, let's, you know, who oh. do we think is going through? I think uh, I, I think Italy will go through there. I think, I think Italy are going to go through. I think it's going to be, um, you know, you think back to the golden generation of England. Never quite, never quite did it, did we? Never no. quite did it. And I think that'll be the same for Belgium. I'm going nil-nil. And I think Italy win it on penalties. I think it could be very, very different than that. And I think there's going to be goals. I, I think okay. Italy, um, I, I think it would be 
3-2 Italy. I think Belgium will have a last hurrah and a big push forward. And I think they are capable of scoring. Donnarumma is a good goalkeeper, as we all Very know. Very good. He's been good in the tournament as well. But Arnautovic beat him and it was mm. wrongly given as offside. Wales had an Wrong, opportunity. Wrongly? You think it was Bale. wrongly given as offside? Yeah, I would say that because I'm uh, very controversial. Um, but yeah, what I, I, I can't what, stand that out of it. So. Yeah, but what I will say is this. Gareth Bell should have scored against Italy. I'd have yeah, scored he should that. have um, yeah, so, done. Look, that defence isn't as watertight as, let's say, it makes out, you know. Um, well, the Italian. I think yeah, Garth's absolutely. I think yeah, I think yeah I'll be in agreement. I think it's a bit more of a well-oiled machine. But, you know, yeah. the two guys are aging at the back. However... Look, they haven't conceded a goal, so who are we to really Well, they have. It? They did concede the late goal against Austria, didn't they? Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, they haven't conceded a goal in, in the you know, first 19 minutes, but they have been breached. So um, I, think we're, I, think, I think Italy are going through there. I think, I think it's just a step too far for the golden generation of Belgium, and I think they're going to be just like England's golden generation and end up achieving nothing. And I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Martinez leave after the tournament well, and them go in a different direction. Yeah, so we're both saying we're both saying Italy. Um, from there, yeah. it's over to Baku uh, for the Czech Republic against Denmark. Really interesting start here. Uh, this is the third meeting between the Czech Republic and Denmark at the Euros. The Czechs have won both the previous games. 2-0 in Euro 2000 group stages and 3-0 in the 2004 quarterfinal. Will it be third time lucky for the Danes? Um... Yeah, that's a, it's another real tough one to pick for different reasons in Belgium and Italy. I think Czech Republic have shown themselves to be very organised, hardworking, disciplined. Everything I said about Switzerland, everything, to be fair, everything you could say about England. And I think that these major tournaments, when you play uh, with organisation, with discipline and with hard work, you will find that you will be a hard team to beat. And if you can take your chances, and we've spoken about him lots and lots of times now, Patrick Schick, he is somebody who can score a goal, for sure. Uh, he's a threat. Uh, and I, I think Czech Republic might just go through there. Denmark, have, like I was saying before, I know we spoke to Matt Jarvis at the weekend, who, who was actually saying that he thinks that Denmark are going to be a real outsider. Um, I I'd agree with that. They're riding the crest of a wave, aren't they? But they this are, is the first are, match that Denmark are not in Copenhagen. No, Am I right in saying that? that, that or no, they played Wales and Amsterdam, but it yeah, was almost like a home game because yeah, exactly, there were Wales yeah. fans in the year. Um, so they're out all the way out in Baku. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say Denmark, one step too far for them. Um, I think they'll go down fighting, but I think I think Czechs, the Czech Republic are going to be too strong. Well, we said Czech Republic are a dark horse in the competition. Mm. You know, if yeah. England don't win the Euros, I want Denmark to win it. Um, so, you know, but look, look, look at what it says about the group that England would in. You know, two of the people, two of the clubs from, for, uh, two of the international teams from our group are in the quarters. And mm. that, I think that says it all, really. Um, uh, you know, and then obviously the study. Oh, uh, oh, hang on, two secs. Are we, are we saying that, are we saying Czech Republic go through there? I think, I think we are. I think we are, yeah. I think, I think. It's going to be nip and tuck. I, I feel Denmark have got a goal in them. It could be one of those wacky Euro matches that we've been seeing. It could be anything. <laughs> you know, you're putting a finger in the sky, aren't you, for that? Um, for I'm me, going 3-1. 3-1 Czech Republic. No, no, it's not. I don't think Czechs have got three goals in them. I think it, I think they'll win 1-0. So we're going We're going for Czech. And I, I, I'm in full agreement with you there, James, because we did tip them as potential dark horses. Um so yeah, the Czech Republic. I think I think that's fair. And then go on, lead us in, lead us into the final game, James. So the Stadio Olimpico, Saturday night, 
8 p.m. Ukraine against the Three Lions. Gareth Southgate's England winning machine. Here's a stat. England and Ukraine have met at a major tournament only once before, as we know, Euro 2012, when it was actually yeah. held in Poland and Ukraine. Wayne Rooney got the goal that day. Yep. England won. England are now literally, they've only lost one of their seven meetings with Ukraine in all competitions. And that was a 1-0 loss in October 2009 in a World Cup qualifier. The last two games between the sides have finished level. With this, the first meeting since September 2013, where we drew nil-nil in Kiev. Yarmolenko. Yeah, Yarmolenko, although he looked like he was struggling last night. And I think that that's one thing last night um, with that game. <laughs> you talk about gruelling games. I mean, it was gruelling. It was a gruelling watch, that Sweden, um, Czech Republic, uh, Sweden-Ukraine game. That was... That was hard work watching that. After all the excitement of the England game, it was almost, it was almost like a sort of a, you know. Do you know how I would approach this if I was Southgate, James? Do you know how I would really approach well, this? I would bore the pants off of them. I really would for 50, 60 minutes. Slow build up, keeping hold of the ball, watertight at the back, and as they begin to tire, you pick them off. It's either that or we get a goal and sit back because obviously, you know, yeah, you're right. It happened to us at World Cup, to, you know, uh, 2018 against Croatia. You know, we got the goal. From there, though, we were knackered. We were absolutely yeah. knackered. These guys. Whereas I think we've got, we've got energy, but we've got energy in the squad this time. Maybe the only thing here is it's in Rome, which is a different dynamic. It's the first time our boys have had to go abroad and play. Most of the yeah. other teams have already. Um, but, you know, they're saying that not many England fans will be in the ground. I dispute that. There is a they'll loophole. Be, they'll find a way. Well, there's a loophole. If you fly into Italy, you have to quarantine for five days. If you drive into Italy, you can go straight through. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been offered tickets already for this um, from about three or four different people. Um, but to drive over to Italy, I think the only bit is, is you'd have to quarantine on your way home, wouldn't you? And uh, I can't do that. And uh, everything here is happening for a reason. Um, there's something in the air. We've said it time and time and time again. You know, I, I I think I'm still on a come down from last night, if I'm honest with you. I thought England was so good. The videos on social media, even my own father broke the decibel level uh, at his house. I saw the video. Um I just, I, it's it's our time, isn't it? We just got to be very wary. But you know what? I trust Gareth to get the job done tactically, and I think um, until England score, it's going to be very, very calm and just watch the match. Ukraine will be at their most dangerous up until about half time, fifty, fifty five minutes, I think. Yeah, we, when we spoke about Ukraine last time um, on the show, the, the I spoke about the X factor that the Ukraine have got, um, and they touched on it last night on the telly. But um, let's, let's talk about it now. Why I think they've got a little bit, there's two reasons why I think they've got a little bit of X factor behind them this time and whilst driving them on. Firstly, it's uh, Andrei Shevchenko, the legendary Ukrainian player, failed politician, failed professional golfer, but he looks like he's getting a tune out of them on the pitch. Now, that is, I can't underestimate, it's, it's like England having... Wayne Rooney as manager, if Wayne Rooney could manage, like that it, worries it, me. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. You know what I mean? But it, you know, it's like a, it would be like a Dutch side under Johan Cruyff. It would be like a German side under Franz Beckenbauer. You know, it's that it's they're being led by God. Like so, that does come into it for me. And, and let's be honest, he's no mug. You don't play for the top clubs that he played for if you are. So this is a guy that knows his stuff. 
and and won't be famous I, I think by, it's by a game like this. I think it's a lot tighter than what the mainstream mainstream casual fan will believe it is. They'll say, "Oh, yeah. oh easy, three, four, nil." Doesn't work like that. I had no. my fingers, I had my fingers well and truly burned in the Scotland match at home. My mm. prediction is, I think we squeeze through. I do. I think we squeeze through. But I think it might be one nil, <laughs> you know, and I think that's England all over at the moment, isn't it? But I'll be honest with you, mate. I couldn't care less if it's one nil. No, and absolutely. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, that. I, I'm just saying that's my prediction. And I, do you know what? I think you're spot on because I think we're so solid. I can't see us conceding. Can you? Who's um, going to score from? Uh, the, the lad who scored from uh, not not the the left back's dangerous at City. Uh, Zinchenko. Zinchenko and the other one there, um, there's another young lad t- uh, begins with T Tijingov or Tijingun or something like that he's not, uh, not, not sure mate he's, not a, a, he's a very good I'll find out who got that goal um, but he's a very good player for Ukraine danger man absolutely yeah no they're, they're going to be a good sign they're going to be very well organised disciplined hard working all the things we speak about all the things which make you solid and, and competitive at these tournaments and yeah I think they've they're, they're certainly in the game. It's not it's not a gimme. Well, but, well, but you're never going to get a better chance. I think some if you're news. Play, go on. Some news. Ukraine star Artem Bezadin has been ruled out of the clash uh, and forced to quit Euro 2020 camp due to injury. He got the tackle from the Swedish guy Danielson last night, and it terrible, terrible tackle. But which is good for England, as I say. Everything just seems to be happening, you know. Um, you just have to maintain belief, maintain structure in our minds and our souls, you know, get the goal and just, just see it through. And if we're sat here again in a semi-final against obviously one of Denmark or Switzerland, then my God, um, pandemonium will no doubt ensue. But until then, you know, I think the minimum expectation for this England team now has to be a semi-final appearance. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And I think we just take it game by game. I think we've given ourselves a hell of a chance to, you know, we've given ourselves as good a chance as you can get to get to the semis. And then when we get to the semis again, you just take it game by game. You take it game by game. Um, Don't worry about what's going on on the other side of the draw because it doesn't matter. You might never even see anything from that side of the draw. Exactly. I'm just staying cool here. Just ice cool. But at the same time, do you know who else is going to stay ice cool? And I trust him. It's Gareth Gareth Southgate. That guy is feet on the ground he's not letting anyone get ahead of themselves he's he seems like he's such a likable guy can you imagine any of the players not liking him well he turned around and uh for the interview he goes well the guys are all celebrating and i feel quite bad because i've uh, you know i'm the party pooper yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he said you know but, uh, but you know straight away and as we get older i think i felt quite like gareth actually i thought right well let's just stay calm and now just get no, put, enjoy I, it for I, yesterday I was, but I you was, um no i was gone yeah, I, was I wasn't. At, I was, See, I, I wasn't. Was out of control. I maintained uh, a sense of, you know, what's more English than doing the hard work and falling <laughs> over at the easy bit. So I'm just maintaining. It's, it's the hope. It's the hope that kills you. It is the hope. It is the hope that kills you. And there's a lot of hope at the moment. Certainly from me, I expect us to get through fairly comfortably at the weekend. I expect that now. I'm and, I, and I'm a realist and I'm optimistic, as you know. I expect yep. us to get through. Um, and let's just keep let's just keep rolling keep rolling okay well if you've enjoyed this podcast um we're available on all major social media outlets if you want to appear on the ttm sports show or ttm state of play radio show and then get in contact with us at www.thinktwicemedias.com 
Um, we thank you very much for listening to episode number 33 of the series. And we'll be back again over the weekend uh, after England's match. And we're back again um, next week with a very special guest, Mr. Graham Lloyd, who is uh, an ex-BBC Match of the Day commentator, revered writer of over eight books, and a real interesting interview with the man who will be at the Froome Festival on July the 4th. So thank you very much for joining us on the TTM Sports Show. My name's James. And my name's James. We'll see you again very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.